This is Keep It Moving with your presenter, Shirley Anderson. This is my new podcast, guys, and I'd just like to introduce you to myself. I am Shirley Anderson and I am the host of Keep It Moving. Why do I call it Keep It Moving? Because in life, so many things happen. And if you don't put your head up and keep it moving... Life will just keep us back. And as we know, time waits for no man. So keep it moving, guys. Look ahead, look to your future and just keep on rising because the best is yet to come. This is Keep It Moving with Sherlene Anderson. This is a show where I'm about to take you through life's exposures, exposures of being married, exposures of being in abusive relationships exposures of trying to find out who you are why did I say exposed because these things make you vulnerable they expose your hidden secrets of who you are they expose the vulnerability side of you and in exposing that is a beautiful thing because when someone tries to break you down the only thing you can do is win and build yourself back up again but in order to do that sometimes we have to go through that deep fire but God says when you go through the fire it will not burn you so keep it moving is about just that keeping life moving when things get you down when things around you are crashing down keep it moving don't stop don't stay stagnant yes rest as God rested take time to evaluate take time to reflect Take time to find out who you are and evaluate what's gone on around you. But never stop. Keep it moving. The moment you stop and that breath leaves you, that's game over. But take time out though. Take time to find out who you are and what this journey is for you. But never let anyone dampen who you are. Change who you are tell you you have to be this way or that way it's their way or the highway always keep it moving look after yourself if you have children look after your children if you have a home look after your home most importantly look after yourself and in times of struggle when you have no way or no outlook in life Remember, there are people around you that will support you. I'm a Christian, says, as a Christian, as God in heaven. I look to my source, my God, who's my help. But even then, when times of trouble hits you, you feel you're alone. You feel that there is no way out. But I can honestly say with my hands on my heart, there's always a way out. God, who's my provider, has guided me out but for many of those that may not even have a faith there's always a way out trust your heart trust to do the right thing but most importantly trust who you are don't let anyone tell you otherwise you are beautiful the bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made you are the apple of god's eye and regardless of having a faith or not believing or not You are still a precious child in God's sight. So 
in this show we are just going to go through so many roller coasters of relationships of health family children life let's talk about it let's let's start talking and the first thing I want to do is just tell you a little bit about myself about my journey how I'm here to kind of help and to signpost and to, to have a conversation with you guys but most importantly is to share my journey that hoping even if it helps one person and that person's you listening right now for me glory to God and I've done a good day's work but that will be in the next podcast this is just a little intro I just want to thank all you guys that are going to be supporting me be positive let's put it out there and just remember that God never said life is going to be easy it's not for the faint-hearted it is very much like a roller coaster but I tell you now if you're listening to this and if you're out there you are stronger than most if you haven't given up you are stronger than most and if you're on the brink of giving up don't give up do not give up don't let the enemy don't let anyone tell you that you have to give up that you are useless that you are worthless that's a lie from the enemy you are beautiful and you are wonderful and you are going to do great things and possibly help many other people with the same problems you've been through you're going to help someone else so keep it moving and know that you are precious in the sight of god Take care, guys. Hi there. This is Keep It Moving with Sherlene Anderson. Now, I'm going to introduce you guys into a bit of my life and the reason why I'm doing this Keep It Moving podcast. And it's also to engage with you guys, but also to have, you know, some fun, some obviously deep issues and some serious moments, but hopefully some laughter and some smiles as well, some direction some encouraging moments and direction and hopefully to inspire and aspire others as well to encourage to educate and also to signpost if women and men um, need that help um, it's so important to kind of share your story and who you are and what you believe in um, if it can make an impact and if it helps one person for me as I said before I've done a great job Now, I'm Shirlene. Nice to meet you guys. I'm a single mother and a full-time mum of two girls. My children are 8 and 19 years old. And um, I've not been able to work, I would say, for the past couple of years because of going through um, domestic abuse with my now ex-husband. And um, it was very difficult at a time in my life where all I knew was work. And they're not being able to work because of the pressures at home and having then to isolate and then become a different person. You change, you lose your confidence, your self-esteem. I also had to struggle with leaving a home that I knew for 14 years because of the domestic abuse. We were moved by the local council and taken away from everything we knew and loved as home and as friends and family around us to be isolated to keep us safe and you could just imagine going through that and it was literally like a split of the moment it's you had a life then you had to go to the police station to say look this is what I'm going through and at that moment you make that decision you know and like they said to me it's either you go back home as an adult 
which is fine. You put yourself in danger. However, we would have to take your children from you. Uh, not in so many words, but social service will come in and, you know, more than likely we will take your kids if you're in danger. And what you have said to us, what we've noted on a Marrick report, which is a report that they do for um, in the Family Justice Centre for, I guess, women that has gone through high levels of divorce. They have to refer it to a panel of professionals, social services, police, people from Family Justice Centre, councils, etc. They then make a decision whether the person in mention and children, if there's children, are in danger. And if so, what measures they put in place, i.e. removing the children and that person from the family home. And then as an adult, they cannot tell you you have to leave so you can stay. However, as your children are underage, as we have a responsibility for children that are going through any sort of domestic or neglect or whatever, we will make a decision to come in and remove those children. Now, as a parent, that being said to you, you have to make a decision there and then what are you going to do? So you've, you've been in an abusive situation for so long managing day to day day and night and then all of a sudden at that one point i'm clicking like i'm clicking i'm clicking because it is literally like a click of a finger what do you do now where are you going to go to where are you heading to um what decision are you going to make but i tell you now you got to make it like that and it was like oh okay i've had years to kind of make my mind up Am I staying? Am I leaving? What am I going through? What is this? I didn't even know it was domestic abuse because you're just thinking I'm living with a person that is just can be very unpleasant and unkind. And you're trying to make light of the situation and kind you're kind you're kind of buttering up that person, if that makes sense, like making it seem okay. You know, it's okay sometimes if they shout, you know, they might they may have had a bad day or I may have said something wrong or whatever. So every day your mindset is kind of processing, okay, let's keep alive, let's keep safe, let's keep the arguments down, let's let's make them look like they're better than they are. But at that moment it was like, do, 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 what do I do? And they said, you know, go home, think, we give you the night. <laughs> no, in fact, they were more gracious than that. They gave me the weekend. I think it was like a Friday and by the Monday I had to come up with an answer. Um... And then I made my decision. Yeah, I made my decision. And um, I guess anyone listening to this now that is going through domestic abuse, has gone through domestic abuse, or knows anyone that's going through domestic abuse, or maybe been raised in, in a domestic abuse situation themselves, it's not easy. And if you can think of the amount of years you've been with someone, even if it's been a few months and you suddenly recognise, I'm going through domestic abuse... Those few hours, those few days, few weeks being with someone with domestic abuse can feel like years. <clears throat> and the years you go through with someone with domestic abuse can feel like torture, centuries of torture, like every day is very long. So that weekend was like ooh, a year. It just seemed like and your mindset is just going pumping, pumping like what am I going to do? And not only that. I had to make a decision by the Monday, yet keep it normal in my head, in my behaviour, in my persona, you know, keep everything calm and normal. 
what is normal when you're going for domestic abuse when you're looking to leave your 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 husband what is normal and with all of that i had to process it so yeah it's um it's tough but but by the grace of god i made it and we made it my children and i made it and we're here to tell this story to hopefully empower someone you know get help to someone just to educate someone there's many that hasn't gone through domestic abuse don't know what it is and sometimes they even make comments like I've, I had one comment from a, a mother at my daughter's school and she said well you know you've got you going through domestic abuse like they say it takes one to know one so I guess you attracted what you were um wow <laughs> Mm, wow that's all I can say like uh, really like mm, yeah people need to be educated out there yeah um no comment really mm, no comment yeah forgive me for my noises <laughs> but it's just like you know no comment for someone very educated very intelligent as well mind you um to make such a comment you must think to yourself, it, it, it must cross your mind to what others think, actually. Do people see you in that situation and think, well, they must like it, hence they stay. You know, they must like the arguing, the beating, the shouting, the name calling, whatever. They must like like it or they must be that type of person to because you attract what you are. Can it not be that you being a nice person or a loving person, a kind person, a person with empathy, empath tracks a lot of narcissistic uh, abusers as well because of the way you are, your caring nature. So can it not be that someone just saw your vulnerability and took advantage of that? Can it not be that? I don't understand. Why does it have to be you attracted what you are? Because if I had attracted what I was and hopefully been as strong as that person in terms of mindset to demise another individual would not have not been playing the same game mind games control games and it wouldn't have been like the battle of the most toughest narcissistic abusers in a household to see who's going to win who's going to be on top who's going to change the game today <laughs> do you understand that game changers would it not have been that so yeah it's about educate educating those but Guys, I'm going to love and leave you. I'm going to leave another podcast just to keep you guys engaged, keep it sweet and short at the moment. And I'll be filling you in in a bit more details. Take care and always remember, keep it moving. Hi, guys. So this is Shirley Anderson with Keep It Moving uh, Now. My life. So where did it all start with my ex-husband, now ex-husband? It started my sister, my, my baby sister getting married in Jamaica and I was doing my degree and um, yeah, a little bit defiant when it, when it came to my uh, studies. I was behind on work and my tutors basically said, if you, I had asked if I can go to Jamaica, you know, do you think it's advisable um, for me to, like, would you advise me to... Um, go and they said no you're so far behind on work literally you're just going to fail this degree so enough's enough get on with your work you're behind basically they said they don't know if I could even catch up on work that's how bad it was you're so far behind on work 
you've got your dissertation to do this is your last last um semester end off so that's the long and short of that so obviously listening to that i was like <laughs> i'm going to pack my suitcase and head off to jamaica <laughs> as you do <laughs> yeah that's just how i am i'm really bad i'm 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 not naughty i'm not bad like that but i'm one of these like if you told me no i'm going to prove that i can do this and do that and do that it's not always the case but anyway so i packed up and went off to jamaica and it was one of the nicest holidays ever and it was um i was taken back by my little sister getting married it was really nice just to be there just to experience that and i, and I was really glad that i had gone um I still had in the back of my mind, yeah, you have a dissertation to do that you haven't even started. So I listened to friends like, oh, I've nearly finished mine. Finished? Okay. Hadn't started mine yet. But anyway, so that was at the back of my mind lingering. However, you're in Jamaica, baby. So you're like, I'm going to have a great time nonetheless. So out there, my um, first daughter's dad, he came over as well, um, I don't know, maybe kind of hoping to patch things back with myself. But I think at that time, I just really wanted to move on um, from that relationship and kind of just find myself who, who, who is Charlene and finish my, <laughs> this degree. Yeah, that I was told I wasn't going to finish, but finish my degree, you know, have a holiday, join my sister's wedding and my family, you know, get back to London and put my head down and start doing work. Never thought in a million years that I would find love in paradise. You know, one of those cliches, you know, you're on the beach and some guy walks up to you. Oh, grand man with the dreads and <clears throat> abs galore <clears throat> with no top on. The sun shining on his masculine brown face. <laughs> it's brown because the sun's tanned him. I don't know. Could be it. You could be any colour. And um, yeah. And, and it wasn't that at all. <laughs> it really wasn't. But um, yeah, it was at my sister's wedding. He was the best man. My um, ex-husband was the best man. And yeah, one thing led to another and we, we got talking. And it was strange, though. We got talking because my, uh, my, my first daughter's dad had sort of like accused me of speaking to this guy who I never spoke to before in my life, who I didn't even know existed you know, until this point. And um, it was just a case of um, me going, okay, well, you keep accusing me of talking to this person that I don't even know who they are. Okay, let's just have a conversation. And, you know, I didn't because I'm, I'm good like that. I'm not one of these that have to prove a point like that, you know, to people all the time. Anyway, he got my number from my sister and, and then called me. And that's how we got talking. And then the last day of my holiday, we kind of met up and we just... We had a lot in common, you know, what I, well, I thought, hmm, remember that I thought we had a lot in common. I will say this early on, just be mindful when you talk to people, just be clear on the, the amount of information you offload onto them. Yeah. It's almost like when you go to these, I don't go to these, but, uh, when you go to these palm readers and you're just talking, you just have a normal conversation and they are ciphering through what you're telling them and making notes you know, and you can say, well, you know, I had a ch hard child life, you know, et cetera, et cetera. My mum left, my dad, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, you know, someone will say, hmm. So I can see in my crystal ball, you had a hard child life. They're like, oh my God, how did you know that? This is brilliant. And I can see there was some sort of, you know, discourse. Someone left, your mother left your father, your father left your mother. I'm feeling a female presence. And you're like, oh, 
and they say it in a way where they kind of take your words and um jumble it up a little bit so they're kind of like i'm getting this vibe that someone left someone i'm, I'm feeling it's a female and in your head you're going not realizing you already had told them all of that information mm. so this is the mistake i made and i'll say earlier on so it's not like a guessing game yes you want to be honest and open with someone and you know tell them a bit about yourself but just be mindful what you're telling them is just like a general information you could say i like football they say i love football really who do you who do you support and then maybe you can talk a bit more about that and make it more general but just be mindful in terms of personal goals and aspirations and stuff like that you can maybe hold that off to you kind of really get to know them but anyway, that first encounterment, everything I said, it was just like, yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I love children. Yes, I want to. It was everything was yes, 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 yes. And I just thought, light bulb moment. This is the one. Not, no, 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 not straight away. This is the one. We did get to know each other. But in my head, I was like, oh my gosh. But anyway, moving forward to that, I got back home. I passed my degree with a 2 1. And I got an outstanding awards achievement and I've got a gift voucher for £100. So that, just to let you know, anyone can do anything. It is possible, even with tight deadlines and, you know, uh, minimal discipline. We need discipline, though, but um, it can be achieved. So we had stayed contact um, throughout this time of my degree. And he was very, very supporting. Every night I got a phone call to say, are you doing your work? How's it going? You know. Are you achieving your goals? You know, have you set, you know, what's your purpose? Very, you know, he's very good at motivating and so forth. So I thought, wow, this is such a nice guy. You know, um, we'd talk during the day, we'd message. So we got, we started getting to know each other, long distance, obviously, but we started to get to know each other. And then he was like, right, I finished my degree. So let's, let's go and see him. Let's go and see if this is the real deal. So I went over and we had a great time and um, he's very, very, um, He's, he's he's very charming gentleman like he would not let me walk on the the side of the the road where the cars were driving he would open doors he would pull chairs he would obviously pull the chair and push it back <laughs> I wasn't falling on the floor he would you know if the food came he'd wait say I had to pop to the loo he'd wait for me to come back he'd wait for me actually take the first bite very nice guy and and I do believe deep down somewhere he still is you know we all been we all born and we all die and we all got goods and bad traits you know and i do can we all be good yeah if if if, if you're willing to be good it has to have that want and can people be really bad and evil of course it's a choice and sometimes it is also uh, uh this environment where you live in as well it, you know negativity breeds negativity and i think a lot of us is um falls victim to that as well but yeah so it was really nice and then we decided you know through all the talks that he came over and then end up living together and then we end up having a beautiful daughter together but things got bumpy as soon as we got married there's little things here and there but you just you know you're getting to know someone no one's perfect I'm not perfect no one's perfect to live with but as soon as we got married literally a month not even a month he cheated and that's when it all went downhill yeah so um we have to kind of look at the red flags as they say but you got to remember when you invested your time um mind body and soul and then you fall in love with someone it's not just easy to see a red flag and then just to okay i'm gonna walk away 
you know, I'm going to wave the flag back and say later, no, it's not, it's not easy. And when people give you advice or say things to you in terms of, you know, well, what I would do, I would just leave. Personally, some people are very cutthroat like that and can do that. A lot of people, no, I've seen the strongest of women that can give such a great talk, great speech in an assembly, amazing. And their home life says something else. And they're very private, very, very, you know, private people. You would never know, but it says something else. So just be mindful of those that you do get counsel from, that they're not putting you in danger. Because if you are in danger, you can't just get pick up yourself and leave. If the perpetrator is also aggressive and violent and has said threats, you have to leave safely. So um, we will get more into that as well. But just to, you know, I'd just like to leave a little little golden nugget every time if you listen to this and you think, kind of get, get to it, just be mindful of that. You know, keep yourself safe, your children safe if you've got children at all times. And there are lots of information out there. Um, hopefully I'm going to be leaving some information for you guys just to um, just to signpost you. But yes, I'm going to leave another podcast for you, uh, updating you on the rest of my journey. So guys, remember, lots of love and keep it moving. Hi, guys, this is Sherlene Anderson with Keep It Moving. So my journey continues with my ex-husband. I think for me, some of the most sort of like horrible memories are the ones where it's like the nitpicking, the name callings. Um, Those little moments kind of add up to major breakdowns because it's the everyday things. It's like if someone hit you once and you never saw or heard from them again yes it hurts you know you may cry you get over it you move on but imagine someone was just giving you a little flick every day on your arm maybe on the same spot every single day just that and it could be ever so subtle so slightly that will then lead into a big bruise and that bruise will get bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, mindset, your mind will start to think, why are they doing that? Actually, that hurts. Actually, I don't like that. Actually, I feel quite scared. Actually, I feel quite threatened. Actually, I feel quite vulnerable. But it's daily. It's every day. And that's the thing, I believe, with, with, with abuse. It's not the, it doesn't have to be on a great scale to say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make you pay and, you know, someone verbalising their thoughts, which they do do. Sometimes it can be just those subtle moments. For example, my ex would say to my daughter, so we didn't have a little one at the time. It was just my daughter, which was his stepdaughter from my first relationship. Um, she was always a skinny child and then she got to that age of maybe mm, eight, nine and then obviously she gained a bit of weight and was that kind of, that lovely little plump looking child which, very healthy. But he would say to her like, would you like another donut? And knowing she felt quite insecure about her weight as well and they had campaigns at that time in the primary school um, in terms of, you know, 
weight loss and so forth and children obesity and whatever so you should get like letters home all the kids will get letters home and you'll have sort of like campaigns at school so knowing that you'd be mindful what you say to a child especially at that age and like would you like a donut and it's that type of voice like you know to to um make you feel or to or to belittle you and to make you feel very silly and stupid and you know would you like a donut would you like another donut and it's like, why would you say that? You know, especially if someone's eating and you can see that they've got a weight issue. Or, you know, he even called me putrid at one point. You know, what? You know, you think to yourself, how do you even spell that word? It's so old and a word that is actually disgusting and defiles a person of being a human. <laughs> You're like, wow. So it's these little things every day because they stick in your head. So it's that psychological control as well, that emotional abuse, that mental abuse that can be so powerful that people don't realise because, and you know, you say to family members, I'm going through this and they say, did he hit you? Or was he hitting you all the time? Did he beat you up? Was you being beaten? Then what is the problem? It's just words because sticks and stones will break your bones, but words, oh, come on, it's just words. But words are so powerful. They can make or break you. The Bible says life and death is in the power of your tongues and the power of your words. You can speak life or death over someone. And, um, you know, he'd say to me, oh, look at you. You look fluffy. <laughs> in Jamaica, they might say it's a compliment when, you know, you're, you're, you're a little bit overweight. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I for me, it's just like. If, you know, someone's got issues in regards to their weight or, you know, how they feel, you know, as a partner, as a husband, as a wife, you should be encouraging. But no, they want to see your demise because it's a game for them. And they know exactly the words to choose, exactly the right thing to say to you at that time. You know, haven't you eaten enough? You know, look at your belly. (laughs) You know, can those clothes fit you anymore? And they sometimes say in a way like, didn't that top used to fit you a few weeks back? Boy, now you should stop eating that. Put down the potato. But it's those things that you can say, well, that's normal. That's okay. That's, you know, some people say, well, that's not really abusive talk, is it? That being said every single day. That being said with no encouragement. That being said, and when tears well at your eyes, you're like, well, can you stop crying? Those crocodile tears does nothing for me. In fact, you feeling miserable does nothing for me. You know, going jump off a bridge. I can see the silver lining in the sky, in the clouds, in the heavens. What does that supposed to mean when someone's being mean to you? So in your head, they're confusing me with their words. They're saying something horrible and they're saying, I can see the silver lining in the clouds. So you're gaining from this. It is, it is, it's, they headwork you. They headwork you. And they leave you baffled. So that was a lot of our time spent with my estranged husband, you know, just not knowing. Or we go out and he looks at his clock and like, it's time. And then someone will come over and say, oh, you're going already? And you're like, um, uh, what do I say? You look at him and I say, yeah, yeah, it's getting late, we're tired. They go to him and say, you're going already? Um, no, it's not me. It's Charlene that wants to leave. Ugh, I'm cool with staying. And in your head, you're going, what the? Is this guy for real? 
It's every day like that. You can't live your life like that. And you can't make excuses to live your life like that. But um, there is ways, there's ways out and there's ways that you can manage living, you know, keeping yourself safe with someone like that. But then you have to come to a decision. What do I do long term? Because eventually it will wind you down and it will wear you out. So I'm going to um, leave it there for now. But stay tuned to my next podcast of Keep It Moving.